Have, have you ever had a dream that drilled into the bedrock of your lust and longing so deeply and left such an imprint on you that everything that happened during the waking day was a fucking disappointment? Yeah, I, I have, actually. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a... It grays everything, grays reality, you know? It's an interesting topic. <laughs> well, I, I only say that because I had a dream two nights ago that ended with my being filleted by a life-size gummy bear. Nice. Uh, it's weird. I've had the same dream, actually. No. No, I have not. Okay. That sounds fucking weird, bro. It, it, like, it, it, what the it, fuck? It was a red one. Oh, that means something. Yeah. There was a green one, you were okay, but a red one, you yeah, might want to be worried, dude. And then the, and the only thing, I've just, just been bereft for days. Like, why isn't it fucking real? Yeah. Is that why you, like, freaked out when I brought out the gummy bears earlier? It, like, why you ran away? It might have been. Did that happen before or after the dream? It was after. Okay. Well, <laughs> in, e- in either case, uh, y- you awake, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of a podcast from... Breakup Gaming Society. Uh, I'm your host. Anybody? The gummy Bear Fucker. I'm your host, Gummy Bear Felatio. Felatio. Uh, gummy right. Bear Felatio is your host tonight. To my left, uh, Anubis. To his left, Jean, aka She, He Who Thirsts. And to hit her, his, her left and my right is our, our friend Artemis. We're back. It's a very simple podcast. We're going to talk about what we're drinking this week, what we're playing this week, and then we're going to hit you with one of our favorite hip-hop tracks and then maybe some random weird bullshit at the end. That's it. So uh, thank you for listening. Um, we're going to be back in just a second with Drink of the Week and proceed from there. Viacondias, fuckos. Drink of the Week. Yes, you heard it in the bumper. It's Drink of the Week. Now... This drink has appeared on the show before. However, I made it part of a really disgusting, like, antagonistic kind yeah. of shot. But it was horrible. Uh, and it was horrible. I, I was stuck for time, and I was like, when in doubt, just pick up some shine yeah. from Axe and Oak. It's Pikes Peak Hill Shine, and I fucking love it. So many people make faces when I give this to them, but it's fucking nectar. It's so great. Uh, uh, moonshine in general, I'm not, I'm not a big fan, but this stuff, it goes down smooth. It gets you where you need to go. Who sweated all over the outside? Of, why is the outside of the bottle wet? Who's clammy? Wasn't me. I think you're the only one that's touched that, bro. Oh. Man, I'm just gonna tell you, it's not water. It feels unsanitary. It anyway, definitely is. Um, so, uh, and and I know you know that again. again they also make a, a good brown whiskey too, which I assume comes from really s- sort of the same. It's nice. It's nice. Well, I don't, we need to try that. Let's try that. Something this local. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's local, right, right, right here down, and it, and it's and it's gorgeous. And as I, some people smell it, like hey, I'm like, yeah, I love it. It's, yeah, um, it's this uh, the occasional thing of rye, and now as of last week, fucking tin cup, good job, yeah. tin cup. Yeah, um, uh, it was one of my favorite drinks. And when I'm stuck for something and we're we're gaming, you never. I think what down at uh, downtown fine wines and spirits, twenty four dollars. It's not bad. And it gets you fucked up. Yeah, it does. So um, this is the second time. Uh, Axe and Oak that we've um, featured one of your products here. So I last time I checked, um, Anubis, what was their running tab for a sponsorship they haven't bought yet? What do they owe us? Sixty nine dollars. 
Uh, I'd say a little bit more than that. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. Oh, this fuck wide. Where are you yeah. getting hey. And, of course, we are now joined by the fifth of the group, Tweak. The Lord of Stickers and bringer of lamb food. Ooh. Stickers for the yes. sticker throne, blood for the blood he god. because he has gotten the, the Taco Bell. Uh, Tweak is here. Um, so, hey, everybody. Let's drink some of this here Colorado whiskey. Salute. May you fight long and well. May you fight, fight long. long and well. Suck a dick. Game of the week. Yes, verily, it is time for game of the week. Back again is your host, Gummy Bear Fellatio. That's fucking dignified. Anyway. Yeah, because you're a dignified person. <laughs> right? Um, so uh, we're going to play a fucking role-playing game this week, and we're going to be guided through it by none other than our own John, a.k.a. She, he, uh, he, she Who Thirsts. And um, the, the, the game is called Dread. I played it once before. It was merciless, and I purposely blew up everything in the mission. But all that being said, Jean's going to be our game master for Dread. What's up with Dread, dude? So it's, it's a great game because I, I love D&D, but it takes, you know, you might spend a couple weeks in character creation, and then halfway through the campaign it all falls apart anyways, where... Dread, you can knock out a campaign kind of in one night. It's it's basically uh, D&D, but with a Jenga set. This is the thing that made me want to try it. So, you know, in D&D, it's like, okay, you have to make a save versus this. What's your constitution armor class? Does this hit? Does this not happen? But the, the, the tests are all determined with a Jenga set. Yep, you just make pulls to, depending on how hard the task is. And if that tower falls... Something incredibly bad happens to your character. I thought it was an instant scenario kill, no? Pretty much, pretty much. You oh. know, they might go insane. They might, uh, you know, there's a lot of ways to, to die. Um, it's not quite just death. Gotcha. And uh, and last time we were sort of a quasi-aliens thing, which mm-hmm. didn't work out well for us. Mm-hmm. That's because, well, I couldn't take a hot shit in that game without you, you looking at me and going, pull another block. I'm like, I just fucking turned my head. You were so cautious, too. You were like, every time something eerie happened, you're like, I'm going to go back to the ship. I want to go back to the ship. Like, <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, uh, not quite, but uh, <laughs> I, but I did. Well, Murph was falling asleep. And, yeah, and uh, no, it, yeah, and then oh, that's right. And then my stepdaughter's friend was like, "Remember, she was just like sitting on the floor, Laying giggling." On the floor, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so we're gonna come back briefly, um, and we're gonna talk you talk talk to you about what scenario of dread that um, our game master Jean has in store for us tonight. We'll be back later with a slice of the action. Adios. So uh, one of the things that makes our group so adorable or infuriating is the fact that we're a party first in which a board game sometimes break out. Um, Honestly, I think there is a good balance. Uh, It's hard to find a gaming group that can strike that balance. And with that, you got to flow sometimes into, you know, that or into this. uh, But sometimes it either becomes a drinking group or just a strictly gaming group, you got to have a good balance. You yep. really do. So uh, my hope was to uh, talk about what was happening. In, uh, listen, listen to me stammer and stutter. We were playing Dread, so, and basically the, the scenario that John gave us, we were a bunch of campers 
Yep. Um, doing a river rafting expedition during which our, our guide had been uh, mysteriously assaulted. Yep. And I think we got a couple of rounds through the action, and all of a sudden, four people, all of whom were like intelligent and charming, yep. and like literate, and just showed up, and we had like the biggest party of the mm-hmm. year in our hands, mm-hmm. and the game went by the wayside. But that's one of the things that happens with breakup gaming. Right. So uh, at this point, it's just uh, me, your host, uh, Gummy Bear Felatio, HP, Vivian Vixen, Anubis, and Jean, aka he, she, who has typed it up. Words. So, um, so, and actually, uh, one of the fun things that, that happened was while our uh, RPG stalled on one, one half of the table, we yes. taught the newbies how to play Seven Wonders and King of Tokyo. Yep. And I think they honestly had a lot of fun, and they were able to jump into it quickly. Yeah. The the newcomers, you know. And, and like I said before, our like our sweet spot is like if you look at like you know uh, the Venn diagram, you have like nerds on one side, and then like party people on the other. Yeah. For that overlap. See. We are that overlap. See, I'm thinking yeah. since we played it more, we almost need to do King of Tokyo, as game of the week. We could talk about it. Well, we did talk about it last week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, and, uh, like and I said, seven I'd love to hear your opinion on it, though, because yeah. you didn't get to play it last week. Game, true. Game of the week this week uh, was supposed to be Dread, but... Beca- we'll, we'll get it another time. Plus, um, because of the fact, I think... Uh, or we could just say there isn't there isn't a Game of the Week this week because we fucked up. That's <laughs> true. Uh, dude, um, oh, free for all gaming. So many people showed up. We we fucking drained the first fifth of Moonshine, which is like 107. What, what is it, like 104? Uh, 750 mil. Oh, here I can. It was fast. It was fast. It was about uh, I'd say 9:30. It's around 104 the time we, proof. No, it was about nine because you. Or what's yeah. the size of it though? Uh, it's 750, 750. milliliters. Yeah. The first 750 of Moonshine was like killed in 90 minutes. Yep. And then uh, me and Anubis walked like ten blocks round trip to find the anyway. Anubis and I. <laughs> they noted. Nada, they nada. Noted. Yep. Noted. Yeah. Go. Good for know, you. Yeah. So um, so basically the game of the week was really just a, a terrific fun. So um. The, yeah, the game of the week was people. The game of the week was friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game of the week, week yeah. Game of the week was fucking new friends. Track of the week. So in uh, in 1988 or 89, uh, Prince Paul made himself an immortal when he produced Three Feet High and Rising by Dale Soul. Okay. Um, outside of. Uh, Tribe Called Quest, um, People's Instinctive Travels and the Passive Rhythms, there had never been an album that playful, that used that much juxtaposition. Thank you for acknowledging a Tribe Called Quest. Are you kidding? Oh, you kidding? Uh, dude. Um, and, uh, and I could tell that Prince Paul became a hot property after that because sometimes when I was listening to other albums of the era, Boogie Down production, Big Daddy Kane, third base. Sometimes there'd be a a beat like, who the fuck? Where'd that come from? I'd look for it, and again and again, it was Prince Paul doing guest shots, 
So this is installment one of uh, Prince Paul Fantastic Brilliant Guest Shots. Uh, this one is called uh, No Static by Third Base off, to the, uh, off their second and final album, uh, Derelicts of Dialect. Um, and I don't know how to say... Dude, if you don't like this, you don't like hip-hop. Here we go. from our sponsors 1918 the Argonne Forest roughly 554 men march into there six days later 197 killed approximately 150 missing 194 were rescued shelled by their own allies surrounded by German forces they had no chance and now another word from our sponsors. That word is carp. Cling to a fat rope dope, feeling coronarin. Hand not grow for stabbing. But the hand is used to get skin. Skim the cream, but it seems to still rise. For some who live small, now live life size. All of lippers in my swing dome. Groups and troops get friends and they bring them in those parts. May you fight long and well. And uh, if God smiles on you, may you die early in the action. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how the potato came to Western Europe? Hmm? The Irish? I don't know, but I'm sure you're going to tell us. So, uh, during, during the Napoleonic Wars, one of uh, um, Napoleon's crop scientists, as, as you know, Napoleon was a fiend for logistics. I think he was the one uh, who uh, spurred the invention of canned food. Because he knew that an army that was fed and didn't have to forage would mm -hmm. move faster mm -hmm. and fight harder. Makes sense, yeah. So uh, one of his like senior like officers was like taken uh, prisoner of war for a while, but because he was a senior officer, they treated him well. Well, yeah. And they yep. showed him the potato. Okay. <laughs> which he'd never seen before. And where was he taken captive? Like Austria or okay. somewhere in Eastern okay. Europe. Uh, at that point, uh, Western Europe didn't grow the potato. They oh. considered it um, a relative of the mandrake. Because mm. the leaves are similar? Mm. Yeah. It, I mean, it's close. But this guy was blown away by the potato. He's like, it's nutritious. It, go, it, it grows below the ground. Yeah. So foraging troops don't see anything. Mm -hmm. and, it's, mm -hmm. and it's hardy. So he gets released. And he goes back to France. And he, like carries these fucking potato plants to every fucking French farmer he can find. Saying so basically like, he Johnny Appleseed did the fucking yeah. thing. How do you promote the potato, though? That's what I want to know. By, by going far into farm and saying... No, like, was it a chip? Was I'm, it a baked no, potato? You're the salesman. Uh, no, no the watch. That's why I asked. He Come had on. potato plants. He said, it's nutritious. Yeah. It grows below the ground. But no one's going to eat a potato without it being cooked. 
And, and, and I call bullshit. Yeah, you'd be surprised. No, I but have eaten we, a potato we, like an we, apple. We before. only think no, nobody okay, bought. I stand corrected. <laughs> he went far and far and nobody no, bought it. Everyone's like, nah. Really? So, so you know what he did? He asked Napoleon. He's like, give me uh, a square field, and um, and uh, a platoon. Okay. And he planted a full field full of potatoes. He told the platoon, he's like. I want you to patrol this all day, but at night go home. Okay. And the local farmers, seeing the soldiers go home at night, it's like, they're guarding it. It must be valuable. Yeah. Okay. They stole the fucking potatoes. They went at night and stole the fucking plants. It was reverse psychology. That's... Yes, that's, that's genius. That's and, and that is the uh, driving principle behind this... This group, which is like potatoes. 